Shalom, Holy Scriptures and Israel is a ministry designed to share with the Jewish people the good news of the Lord Jesus Yeshua the Messiah and to instruct Christians on the Jewish roots of their faith. And now, teaching God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective, here is Gideon Levitam. Shalom, dear brothers and sisters. I would like you please to turn with me to the book of Daniel, and we are going to continue to study this amazing prophetic book that was given to us by the Lord through His servant who was under the power of the Holy Spirit of God, this man called Daniel. In Daniel chapter 10, 11, and 12, we have learned that this portion of the book of Daniel present before us the final prophetic word that God had given to Daniel in relationship to the people of Israel, to the Jewish people, from the time that Daniel was there until the time of the end, including the tribulation period and the Antichrist activity, and finally the second coming of the Messiah and the resurrection of the saints and ultimately the Messianic kingdom that was promised to the people of Israel. If you turn with me to Daniel chapter 11, I would like to read the first 20 verses of Daniel chapter 11. And so we read, Also I, also in the first year of Darius, the Mede, even I stood to confirm and to strengthen him. And now, the angel is saying to Daniel, Now will I show thee the truth. Behold, there shall stand up yet three kings in Persia, and the fourth shall be far richer than they all. And by his strength, through his riches, he shall stir up all against the realm of Grisha. And a mighty king shall stand up that shall rule with great dominion and do according to his will. And when he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken and shall be divided towards the four winds of heaven, and not to his posterity, nor according to his dominion which he ruled, for his kingdom shall be plucked up even for others beside those. And the king of the south shall be strong, and one of his princes, and he shall be strong above him, and have dominion. His dominion shall be a great dominion, and in the end of years they shall join themselves together. For the king's daughter of the south shall come to the king of the north and make an agreement, but she shall not retain the power of the arm. Neither shall he stand nor his arm, but she shall be given up 
and they that brought her, and he that beget her, and he that strengthened her in these times. But out of a branch of her roots shall one stand up in his estate, which shall come with an army, and shall enter into the fortress of the king of the north, and shall deal against them, and shall prevail, and shall also carry captives into Egypt their gods, with their princes, and with their precious vessels of silver and gold. And he shall continue more years than the kings of the north. So the king of the south shall come into his kingdom, and shall return into his own land. But his sons shall be stirred up, and shall assemble a multitude of great forces, and one shall certainly come and overflow and pass through. Then shall he return and be stirred up, even to his fortress. And the king of the south shall be moved with choler, and shall come forth and fight with him, even with the king of the north, and he shall set forth a great multitude, but a multitude shall be given into his hand. And when he has taken away the multitude, his heart shall be lifted up, and he shall cast down many, ten thousand, but he shall not be strengthened by it. For the king of the north shall return, and shall set forth a multitude greater than the former, and shall certainly come after certain years with a great army and with much riches. And in those times there shall many stand up against the king of the south. Also the robbers of thy people shall exalt themselves to establish the vision, but they shall fall. So the king of the north shall come, and cast up a mount, and take the most fenced cities, and the arms of the south shall not withstand, neither his chosen people, neither shall there be any strength to withstand. But he that cometh against him, shall do according to his own will, and none shall stand before him, and he shall stand in the glorious land, which by his hand shall be consumed. He shall also set his face to enter with the strength of his whole kingdom, and upright once with him. Thus shall he do, and he shall Give him the daughter of women, corrupting her, but she shall not stand on his side, neither be for him. After this shall he return his face unto the isles, and shall take many. But a prince, for his own behalf, shall cause the reproach offered by him to cease. Without his own reproach, he shall cause it to turn upon him. Then he shall turn his face toward the fort of his own land, and he shall stumble and fall, and not be found. 
then shall stand up in his estate a raiser of taxes in the glory of his kingdom, but within few days he shall be destroyed, neither in anger nor in battle. I will stop here for a while, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, reading the first 20 verses of Daniel uh, chapter 11. As we have mentioned earlier in our previous study of Daniel chapter 10, we mentioned that Daniel chapter 10, 11, and 12 really are chapters that are linked together because these are the last three chapters of the book of Daniel, and these last chapters are really linked together, and they are providing for us the final prophecy that is given to Daniel through a vision. Really, in these chapters 10, 11, and 12, we have the final end-time prophetic vision of Daniel. These chapters tell us of events that will take place. Some of them, of course, from our point of time, have already taken place. But these three chapters point to the final events that it will take place in the history of this world. And it is all, beloved brothers and sisters, in relation to the Jewish people, to Daniel's people, for whom he was praying. The concern that he shows here is on behalf of his people. Again, I would like to remind you, that in the chapter 10 that we have already covered together, we have learned that Daniel, when he understood concerning the time appointed and the understanding that he received from the vision, he was desiring to see the restoration of Israel and the establishment of the Messianic kingdom. And he was mourning. Why was he mourning? Because when he was praying during the days of Cyrus in 539 BC, when Cyrus gave permission to our Jewish people to return to the land, what he noticed that not all the Jewish people returned to the land. And secondly, that those that were in the land and rebuilt the temple had conflicts and problems in their place in the city of Jerusalem, in the land of Israel. So he was mourning for three weeks. And no pleasant food came to his mouth. No wine. He did not anoint himself for three weeks until the certain man came, this angel came to give him the answer. So the whole 10th chapter dealt with this important prelude to the actual prophecy that will come in chapter 11, which we are studying now, chapter 11 and as well chapter 12. And so now that the angel that came to Daniel in verses 11 to 21 of chapter 10, he ministered to Daniel. He told him, if you remember, beloved brothers and sisters, he said to him, you are greatly beloved men, this angel said to Daniel, Ish Hamudot, you are loved, you are sweetheart as it were. You are loved by God because you are a man of God. And he said to him, I'm coming now to tell you, I was withstood by the 
a demon by the prince of the kingdom of Persia, and he withstood me, and now I'm coming to you finally, because Michael, the angel, the chief princess, he came and he helped me. And here now I'm coming. Once again in chapter 10, in verse 19, this man, this angel said to Daniel, O man, greatly beloved, in verse 19, Fear not, peace be unto thee, be strong, ye be strong. And so Daniel was now strengthened by that angel. And so this angel told Daniel at the end of chapter 10 that Michael, the prince, came to help him, and now there is a, another priest that he will need to return to fight against. This is the prince of Persia, and that he told Daniel of things that happened in the spirit realm which Daniel did not know. And that's why chapter 11, beloved brothers and sisters, began with the words that really belong to chapter 10. In verse 1 we read, Also I, in the first year of Darius, the Mede, even I stood to confirm and to strengthen him, that is Michael. In other words, I helped Michael when he needed help, as he helped me when I needed help when I was withstood by the prince of the kingdom of Persia. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, now we are entering into chapter 11. Now again, I want to mention that chapter 11 and chapter 12 now will go together because here we have the final prophecy that Daniel received concerning the future during the times of the Gentiles. Before we will go into these verses, very detailed verses that cause many not to believe that the book of Daniel was written by Daniel himself in uh, the time in which he wrote this uh, prophetic book, which he received from the Lord. And that's why many do not believe, because chapter 11 has so many details that we are not going to go into each and every one of them, but details concerning the days from Darius, the king, from 539 BC, that takes us all the way to the second coming of the Messiah, to the end of the tribulation period. Really, from our vantage point of time, we are now at the, the year 2020, going back to the days of 539 BC here, which is in chapter 11, and you can see over 2,500 years have passed by. And should the rapture of the assembly, the church, will be delayed, we still have to wait until the rapture of the church, and then we have the seven-year tribulation before the second coming of the Messiah. So you can just imagine the information that we have in Daniel 11 and 12 is stretching over such a long, long period of time, which our Lord Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, calls the times of the Gentiles. Again, I would like to remind you that we read 
before, and we will read it once again in Luke chapter 21 and verse 24. When the Lord Jesus the Messiah was here, some 2,000 years ago, he did say to his Jewish disciples concerning their people, then their nation, they shall fall by the edge of the sword. Verse 24, this is the people of Israel, the experience that the people of Israel, the Jewish people, will experience throughout their history because of the persecution that will be against them, which already started years earlier. They shall fall by the edge of the sword. They shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, of the Goyim, until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Well, to remind you, beloved brothers and sisters, that in 605 BC, that's when the times of the Gentiles had begun, when the Babylonian kings began to reign as an empire, when Daniel himself was carried away from Jerusalem to Babel. 605 BC, and of course, we also must mention 586 BC, because in 586 BC, the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed. So the whole empire of the Babylonian kingdom with many kings that follow Nebuchadnezzar began at 605 until 539 BC. And here we are in chapter 11, we are in 539 BC, where we read in verse 1, Also I, in the first year of Darius, the Mede, even I stood to confirm and to strengthen him. The angel is saying to Daniel, when Daniel saw him in a vision, that from the first year of Darius, he was the king of the Medes who were under Cyrus. And he, from 539 BC, the of persian was united into one nation. Cyrus the king was the great king, and he, under him, was ruling over the city of Babylon, uh, Darius. And it was from 539 BC to 331 BC, when the Medo-Persian kingdom empire ruled over this world. And then in 330 BC, then we have the Hellenistic empire, the Grecian empire, which began in 331 and ended in 146 BC, when the Romans took over and became the next empire, the fourth empire. And the Romans began at 146, then they were divided, and now they are ruling, you might say, a divided rule, east and west, waiting the day that the Romans will empire will be revived, and ultimately we will see the final stage of the Roman Empire will be taking place at the end of days, and especially before and during the tribulation period, when the Jewish people will experience the persecution, especially from the Antichrist during the tribulation days. And so now, beloved brothers and sisters, in verses 2 to verse 20 of Daniel chapter 11, Daniel receives information uh, from the angel concerning Persia, Greece, and the northern and southern conflict of the 
Grecian Empire during the times of the Gentiles. It's very interesting because there are so many details that we have here in chapter 11, which we see how much information Daniel received concerning the future days during the Persian and Grecian Empire. Well, the Babylonian Empire came to an end. In chapter 5, to remind you, when the Medo-Persian took over Babylon, then Cyrus began to take the stage in this world as an empire, ruling over the whole world to the measure that God had given unto him. Then we have also learned that in 539 B.C., we have now the Medo-Persian rule. And so you notice that, that in verse 2, the angel began by saying to Daniel, and he began to give Daniel information by saying to him in verse 2, And now will I show thee the truth. In other words, Daniel, I'm now going to show you the truth concerning the events that will take place from these days forward. He's not speaking so much now about the past, the history of the Babylonian, which come to an end. From here on, he will take a few verses to speak about Persia. Then he will follow immediately to the Grecian Empire. And then he will continue to give detail about the divided Grecian Empire after the death of Alexander the great. So the angel began to tell Daniel in verse 2. He says, And now will I show thee the truth. Behold, there shall stand up yet three kings in Persia, and the fourth shall be far richer than they all. And by his strength, through his riches, he shall stir up all against the realm of Grisha. You notice that? You have the name Persia in verse 2, and you have the name Grisha in verse 2 at the end. Notice that the angel who gives this information to Daniel, he tells him, first of all, in verse 2, he begins to tell him about the Medo-Persian Empire, and he's saying to Daniel, Remember, it is 539 B.C. where he was Arias the Mede, he was under Cyrus the Great, and Cyrus the Great is the one that was ruling over Persia, from Medo-Persia from 539 B.C. And so he's telling to Daniel that there will be additional three kings in Persia, in other words, after Cyrus the king, there will be additional three kings that will rise up in Persia, and there will be even a fourth one that will be far richer than them all, and by his strength, through his riches, he shall stir up all against the realm of the Grecians. So what we read here in this verse, verse 2, that there will be three additional kings that will come after Cyrus the king, before there will be a war against the Grecian. 
And also we read here, we understand in this verse 2, that what will happen, there will be a fourth king who will also go finally against the Grecian, notice against the realm of Grecian, and this fourth king will be a very rich king who shall stir up all against the realm of Grisha. So what Daniel received here in one verse, verse 2, really a short, concise information about what is ahead for the Persian Empire. Cyrus rule. Under him, of course, Darius the Medes, so the Medes and the Persians were one empire to remind you that the Persians were higher and greater and stronger than the Medes. Therefore, if you remember at the end of chapter 5, when the, the Middle Persian took over Babylon, we do read that, verse 31, that Darius the Medes received the kingdom being about 62 years old. In other words, he received in 539 BC the kingdom over the city of Babylon from the Persian king Cyrus, Cyrus the Great. At the same time, also Cyrus gave permission to the Jewish people to return to the land and to rebuild the temple in the city of Jerusalem. So from there on, here now Daniel receives information. There will be three additional kings. And there will be a fourth one that will be strong and rich. And by his strength, through his riches, he shall stir up all against the realm of Greece. In other words, there will be a conflict that the fourth king will stir against the realm of Grisha. Now there were more than just three or four kings after Cyrus in the Middle Persian Empire. But nevertheless, the specific information that Daniel received is that there will be three additional kings that will rise in Persia after Cyrus, and that also there will be a fourth one that will rise as well, and he will be the one that will stir up all things against the realm of the Grecian nation. Now, that person who was the fourth king, actually known in history as King Zixis, who reigned from 486 to 464 BC. And he is the one that is called King Achashverosh, that is found in the book of Esther, Esther chapter 1. He was a wealthy man, and if you remember... It was he, the one that performed such a feast. He made a feast, such a great feast, that he invited all the kings of his realm. If you remember, and I'll read this verse in Esther chapter 1. You remember what we read there about this king Achashverosh. I want to read just this verse for us. And it, now it came to pass in the days of Achashverosh, this is the Achashverosh which reigned from India unto Ethiopia eh, over the hundred and seven and twenty provinces in those days when the king Achashverosh sat on his throne of his kingdom which was in Shushan the palace. Again to remind you this is now Shushan the palace is in Persia. In the third year of his reign, he made a feast unto all his princes and his servants. The power of Persia and Media 
the nobles and princes of the provinces before him. He was a wealthy king who made a feast for all those that came from all the 127 provinces which he ruled over them. He is the one that is called Ha'achashverosh, and he was the one that reigned from India to Ethiopia. And so now we learn from these verses, specifically from Esther chapter 1, and of course from Daniel chapter 11 and verse 2, that this person will be the one that will stir up all against the realm of Grisha. And that will bring us into the conclusion of the Middle Persian Empire, because from there on, after other kings will rule, finally the Grecian Empire will take over and will begin the Grecian Empire in 331 BC. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, here now we are moving to the next verse in this chapter 11. From verse 3 and verse 4, this angel that came to minister to Daniel and to inform him concerning the events that would take place in the history of his people Israel during the times of the Gentile, is now moving from the Medo-Persian Empire, which is found in verse 2. Now he gives Daniel information in the vision concerning the Grecian Empire that will come next following the Persian Empire. And so notice that in verses 3 and 4, and I will read these two verses. And a mighty king shall stand up, that shall rule with great dominion and according to his will. When he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken and shall be divided towards the four winds of heaven and not to his posterity, nor according to his dominion, which he ruled, for his kingdom shall be plucked up even for others beside those. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, in verses 3 and 4, the angel, in which we read of him in chapter 10, that he was called a certain man, Ish Echad in Hebrew, which was really a servant of God, an angel that was serving God and came to inform Daniel, he is now moving from Persia to Greece, to Grecia. Notice he is focusing, verse 3, first of all, uh, he is focusing on the rise of Alexander the Great, the first king of Grecia. And notice what he says, And a mighty king, this is Alexander the Great, and a mighty king shall stand up that shall rule with great dominion and do according to his will. And so in verse 3, he is speaking about Alexander the Great. Again, I would like to remind you, beloved brothers and sisters, Alexander the Great is the one that we read about in the vision, chapter 8, when we studied together uh, that uh, interesting chapter that spoke to us about the ram and the he-goat. If you remember in chapter 8 of Daniel, there we read in verse 5, 
And I was, notice, as I was considering, behold, then he goat came from the west on the face of the whole earth, and he touched not the ground, and the goat had a notable horn between his eyes, and he came to the ram that had two horns, which I had seen standing before the river, and ran unto him in the fury of his power, and I saw him come close unto the ram, and he was moved with anger against him, and smote the ram, and brake his two horns. So you see, beloved brothers and sisters, what we have already learned in chapter 8 now is given to us once again in chapter 11 as Daniel receiving, if you remember, a telescopic prophetic view of all that which is ahead before him from 539 BC all the way to the end of the tribulation, to the end of the days, to the second coming of the Mashiach. And here, the angel focusing about the king that will stand up. Once the Grecian Empire took over the Medo-Persian Empire, and the Medo-Persian Empire came to its end, then the Grecian Empire had its beginning. And so it is interesting, because as the Grecian Empire had its beginning, it was indeed Alexander the Great who began to rule from 331 B.C. And he died at 323 B.C., not many years later, after he was drunk and died at a very young age. And so the angel focus present before Daniel about this king, that he will stand up. And he will rule with great dominion. And he will do according to his will. And this is exactly what Alexander the Great have done. He was a forceful, a conquering king that took over the Medo-Persian Empire and conquered much of this world. But, beloved brothers and sisters and dear friends, he had to come to an end as well. And because God terminated his life here on earth, we find out, in verse 4, that Alexander died. Eventually Alexander died and his kingdom was divided into four of the generals which Alexander had. And you notice what we read in verse 4, And when he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken, and shall be divided towards the four winds of heaven, and not to his posterity, nor according to his dominion which he ruled, for his kingdom shall be plucked up, even for others beside those. So in verse 4, beloved brothers and sisters, we learn that Alexander the Great will die. When he shall stand up, his kingdom shall be broken. Notice that we have also again to see how the chapters in the book of Daniel is linked one with another because earlier in our study together in chapter 8 in verses 5, 6, and 7, we've already learned that Alexander the Great will die and he will not continue. Remember once again, we have read in this chapter, chapter 8, again, and I just want to read 
We read verses 5 and verses 6 and verses 7. And you notice what we read in verse 8. Daniel 8, 8. Therefore the he-goat, this is Alexander the Great, waxed very great, and when he was strong, the great horn was broken. He died. And for it came up four notable ones. These are the four notable general of Alexander the Great. Ptolemy, Seleucus, Lysimachus, and Cassander. They took over the Grecian Empire after the death of Alexander. But here you notice what we read in verse 4, that the kingdom shall be broken, in other words, he will die, and shall be divided. Notice what we read in verse 4, the kingdom will be divided towards the four winds of heaven, the four divisions of the kingdom of the Grecian Empire. But notice what we continue to read in verse 4, he said, and not to his posterity, in other words, in verse 4 we read, kingdom will be divided into four and not to his posterity. In other words, it will not be given to any of his own families, whether it is his sons, any of the two sons that he had who were born after his death, and any other, they will not be given to any or his brother, but ultimately these four Generals will take over the empire and they will fight with each other and as they are ruling over the four divisions of the empire of the Grecian kingdom. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, some of the details are now given to us in the following verses concerning two of the four of the divisions of the Grecian Empire. From verse 5 all the way to verse 20, we receive information, we can say it this way, Daniel received information from the angel of the Lord concerning the events that will take place during the divided Grecian Empire after the death of Alexander the Great. And this is from verse 5 all the way to verse 20 where we have such details that we will not be able to go into them. One must need to know much history in order to know the written books of the historian, the things that took place during those days. In fact, beloved brothers and sisters, it really takes us these interesting verses from verse 5 to verse 20 takes us into a period of time in the time when there was a civil war between the four generals that took over the empire from Alexander the Great and it shows us specifically the conflict and the war that existed between the king of the south Ptolemies and the kings of the north Seleucids in other words, the kings of the south, this is Egypt, and the kings of the north, this is Syria. Remember that the north and the south, in the context of the book of Daniel, is in a context with, from the nation of Israel. Here the word is king of the north, king of the south. North of Israel, Syria. South of Israel, Egypt. 
and specifically it deals with events that will take place and the conflict that will come about during the times of the four generals who ruled over the empire of the Grecian, but specifically the angel is zeroes in on the war that will take place between two of the four divisions of the Greek empire. We don't read so much about the other two areas and two kings that took over, but those that are found here in Daniel chapter 11 had to do with the north, this is Syria, and the south, this is Egypt. And the kings that ruled after Seleucus, the one that took over, and Ptolemy. So you notice then, there's two kings, the Ptolemies, they were from Egypt, and the Seleucids, these were from Syria. There were kings that ruled after them, one after the other, after those generals began their rule in those days. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details that we have here in these verses, but just to read to you, for example, in verse 5, we see, and the king of the south, again, who is the king of the south? This is Ptolemy, so. Soter, he was the first king of the south. This is Egypt, when he took over after Alexander the Great died. And he shall be stronger above him and have dominion. His dominion shall be a great dominion. So we read in verse 5 of the fact that there will be this Ptolemy, the first Soter. And we read about Seleucus from Syria. Uh, the one that both of them, one from the north and one from the south. Notice, the king of the south, and there will be another one, and one of his princes, this is the princess of Alexander the Great, this is now will be the one of the north, he shall be strong above him, and have dominion, his dominion shall be a great dominion. That's what we read in verse 5. And as we move along down the chapter, into verse 20, you notice that there are kings or rulers after rulers within these two kingdoms of the Persian Empire, the north and the south. Israel, the nation, is right in the middle. And while they have conflict between the north and the south and the south and the north, Israel is in the middle and the Jewish people ultimately have been inflicted by these kings because of the war that existed between them. In verse 6 we read about Ptolemy the second and Antiochus the second. Notice that, verse 6, And in the end of years shall they join themselves together, for the king's daughter of the south shall come to the king of the north, notice, king of the south, king of the north, to make an agreement, but she shall not retain the power of the arm. Neither shall he stand, nor his arm, but she shall be given up, and, and they that brought her, and he that beget her, and he that strengthened her in these times. So again, we read of these two rulers, two kings, Ptolemy II and Antiochus II. This is history, teaches us, concerning the Ptolemies, these are the kings of the south, and the Seleucids, these are the kings of the north, Egypt and Syria. And Syria 
in Egypt. Verses 7 and 8 and 9. Again, you notice, again, additional kings. Again, we read in verse 7. But out of a branch of her roots shall one stand up in his estate, which shall come with an army, and shall enter into the fortress of the king of the north, and shall deal against them, and shall prevail, and shall also carry captivity into Egypt. Notice this is in the south, their gods, and with their princes, and with their precious vessels of silver and gold, and shall continue more years than the king of the north. So the king of the south shall come into the kingdom and shall return unto his own land. And so we see what will happen during the next generations of kings that will rule over the north and the south kingdoms of the Grecian Empire. So we have beloved brothers and sisters details that are given to us here in this 11th chapter from verses 5 to 20 concerning the wars that will take place between two of the four divided kingdoms of the Grecian Empire. So you can just imagine the knowledge that the angel has received from the Lord concerning the future events that will take place in the times of the Gentile concerning Daniel's people, the people of Israel. To remind you that in Isaiah chapter 46, God said through Isaiah to Israel, remember verse 9 of Isaiah chapter 46, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So God is the one that knows all things. He declares the end from the beginning and from the ancient time the things which are not yet done. And when Daniel received this information through that vision from the angel of the Lord, these things haven't taken place as yet. They will take place in a future day. And if you remind you that these kings rule during the times when the Grecian Empire had its beginning. And when the Grecian Empire had its beginning, the Hellenistic Empire, in, it was in 331 BC. And so Daniel received information concerning these kings that will follow after the death of Alexander. Out of the four divisions, two of the kings that will rule over Syria and Egypt, Daniel received information concerning their rule and concerning their conflict. Again, Israel, the Jewish people, the glorious land is in the middle. Syria in the north, Egypt in the south, conflict between the two, the Jewish people are in the midst, and they are being persecuted as the time is going by during the Grecian Empire. We will get, as we will move along, 
to one of the greatest persecution of the Jews that occurred in the days when Antiochus IV began to rule over the Syrian kingdom and he desecrated the temple in the city of Jerusalem. We will speak about it as we move along in this chapter 11. From verse 10 on, beloved brothers and sisters, verse 10, verse 11, verse 12, we read again of a Seleucid king and then of the Egyptian from the Ptolemites kingdom. And there you can see again, notice I'm reading verse 10, 11, and 12. But his sons, notice the descendant, shall be stirred up and shall assemble a multitude of great forces. And one shall certainly come and overflow, and pass through, then shall he return and be stirred up even to his fortress. And the king of the south shall be moved with anger, with choler, with anger, and shall come forth and fight with him, even with the king of the north. And he has shall set forth a great multitude, but a multitude shall be given into his hand. And when he has taken away the multitude, his heart shall be lifted up, and he shall cast down many, ten thousand, but he shall not be strengthened by it. In other words, there will be a conflict, and a great army will be placed to fight against the south, against the north, and the north against the south. And again, these events that took place in, in history, and all these details one must read and learn as we study history, uh, beloved brothers and sisters. In verses 13 on, we discover uh, of events that continue to take place. And there we read of Antiochus III, and then the Ptolemyte, the fifth, Epiphanes. Uh, we read concerning the north and the south once again. Verse 13, notice there, the king of the north, this is Syria shall return, and shall set forth a multitude greater than the former. He's speaking about a military a conflict that will take place. A multitude greater than the former, and shall certainly come after certain years with a great army, and with much riches. And in those times there shall many stand up against the king of the south. Notice in verse 13, it is the king of the north. In verse 14, it is the king of the south, that the multitude will stand against the king of the south. This is Egypt. Also the robbers of thy people shall exalt themselves to establish the vision, but they shall fall. He's speaking about those among the Jewish people, notice he used the word of thy people. In other words, there will be those among the people of Israel who shall exalt themselves to establish the vision, but they shall fall. So the king of the north, this is the king of Syria, he shall come and cast up a mount and take the most fenced cities and the arms of the south shall not withstand Neither his chosen people, neither shall there be any strength to withstand. We continue to read in verse 16. 
and he shall come against him. This is the Antiochus, the one that would come, the king of the north, against him. This is the Ptolemy, the king of Egypt, and shall do according to his own will, and none shall stand before him, and he shall stand in the glorious land. Now again, beloved brothers and sisters, notice in verse 16 that expression, the glorious land, in Hebrew it is called Eretz Hatzvi. It is an expression that is mentioned more than once in the scripture, calling the land of Israel Eretz Hatzvi. Here, the glorious land in this verse 16, which by his hand shall be consumed. Uh, he shall also set his face to enter with the strength of his whole kingdom and upright ones with him. Thus shall he do, and he shall give him the daughter of women, corrupting her, but she shall not stand on his side. Neither be for him, this is for Antiochus. After this shall he turn his face unto the isles, and shall take many, but the prince for his own behalf shall cause the reproach offered by him to cease. Again to remind you, this is in verses 13 to 19, we read information concerning the two kings that will rise in the history of the two generals, the Ptolemy and Seleucus. These are descendants of them. Those that reign after them during the Grecian Empire, specifically during the divided empire into the north and the south and the east and the west. And here we learn about the north and the south, the king of the north and the king of the south. And in verse 19 we read, Then he shall turn his face towards the fort of his own land, but he shall stumble and fall, and not be found. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, we learn from these verses of events that will take place during the history of the conflict between the king of the north, Syria, and the king of the south, Egypt, and their, all the rulers that will follow the first two generals after Alexander the Great. And finally, we find out in verse 20, the Seleucus, this is again, this is the king of the north, the fourth, the Seleucus the fourth, notice what we read, then shall stand up in his state a raiser of taxes. This is speaking about the Seleucus the fourth, and he will be the one that will raise taxes in the glory of the kingdom but within few days he shall be destroyed, neither in anger nor in battle. And up to these verses, including verse 20, we do learn, beloved brothers and sisters, of the conflicts, the wars that occurred between the two kingdoms, the north and the south, where the kings of the north and the kings of the south, 
that is the kings of Egypt and the kings of Syria fought with one another in Israel and the glorious land is in the midst there experiencing the friction, persecution and conflict when these events took place until beloved brothers and sisters we will arrive to the second half of Daniel chapter 11 where the angel gives Daniel additional information he zeroes in beloved brothers and sisters in verses 21 to the end of the chapter he zeroes in upon two specific individuals the first one is the Antiochus the fourth who was Antiochus Epiphanes who was again the king of the north, a Syrian Grecian king, who ruled and ultimately was the one that brought about the destruction, you might say, or the defilement of the temple in the city of Jerusalem, of which we have already read in Daniel chapter 8. Then, after speaking in verses 21 to 35 about Antiochus, and then follow Antiochus, then the angel of the Lord carried Daniel, you might say, give him the information about a far future, final information concerning the Antichrist, the counterfeit Messiah, which information he gives him in verses 36 to 45, of Daniel chapter 11. And so, beloved brothers and sisters, we will conclude here with verse 20. And just one more point to mention, to reflect back on Daniel 11 verses, really verses 2 to 20, that in these 19, 20 verses, Daniel received information about Persia in verse 2, about Grecian in verse 3 and 4, specifically about Alexander the Great and the divided kingdom of his to a four generals, and then from verses 5 to verse 20, Daniel received information concerning wars that will take place between two of the four divisions of the Grecian Empire. And this shows us that when Daniel put this together in this book that we call the prophetic book of Daniel, he was receiving this information by divine design. So, he, by the grace of God, had placed this down together for us to learn from that and to see that what God said of himself in Isaiah chapter 46 and verses 9 and 10, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient time the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. This is the word of the Lord. 
And so, beloved brothers and sisters, until the next time, when we will continue with the second half of Daniel chapter 11, may the Lord bless us and encourage us and shows us that whenever the Lord and whatever the Lord gave us in His Word is indeed the Word of God, and that He knows all things from the beginning to the end, from the end to the beginning. Why? Because He is sovereign. He is the Creator. He is the one that has His providence over all the affairs of this world, including your life and mine, even today. May the Lord bless you, my dear brothers and sisters. Until the next time, we say Shalom, Shalom. You have been listening to the Holy Scriptures and Israel with Gideon Levitam. Gideon teaches God's Word from a Hebrew Messianic perspective. For more information about this ministry, write to Holy Scriptures and Israel, Box 1411, Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, L0S1J0, or visit our website at holyscripturesandisrael.com. You are also invited to Gideon's weekly Bible teaching, on Fridays at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., and Saturdays at 1 p.m. at Willowdale Christian Assembly Hall, 28 Martin Ross Avenue in Toronto. Holy Scriptures and Israel is made possible by your prayers and financial support. If you would like to support the program, visit holyscripturesandisrael.com. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.